The word histrionic means dramatic or the three theatrical. <laughs> I gotta say that right, Zesties. Three yet. Hey there, Zesties. Welcome to the Gleeful Talk Show, where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within. Today, we are going to talk about two mental health disorders that came up at the Depp Heard trial. I know, I know, you might think the Depp Heard trial again. Apparently, we are not done yet, Zesties. There were tons of areas that I have learned when I was following this trial, from pop culture, i.e. who actually Amber Heard is because I didn't know her prior to this publicly, down to serious topics such as the law, which I briefly covered on previous episodes, and now to mental health disorders. So I'm not a psychiatrist nor a psychologist, but there was an expert that testified about this on the trial, and it got me interested on what's this about. So, so this episode is not mental health advice, but more on just talking about what these disorders are. And who knows, you might realize that it might be someone you know and you could help out. Before we dive right in, please do follow and rate this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's at Gleeful Talk Show or email to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com. Now, let's get into it. So, in the Depp Heard trial, Depp's team called in a clinical and forensic psychologist named Dr. Shannon Curry. She is the founder and director of Curry Psychology Group, a counseling center in Orange County, California. With 15 years of experience in conducting research, therapy, and psychological evaluations pertaining to trauma, violence, and relationships, she helps military and civilian clients transform their relationships, overcome grief and trauma, and achieve overall life improvement. She is committed to social justice work and serves on the advisory board for the University of California Center of Unconventional Security Affairs, engaging in research and programming to address global issues of poverty, warfare, violence, and sustainability. Her own research on culturally responsive trauma therapy in international communities have received awards from the American Psychological Association and psychology beyond borders. One eternity later. In other words, Zesties, she's an expert in her field and has done phenomenal work as well. Now, as a forensic psychologist, she would need to review all mental health files about Amber Heard as well as evaluate Amber Heard by having a 12-hour session with her. So now, why is Depp's team allowed to do this to Amber Heard while Amber Heard's team is not doing this to Johnny Depp? Because Amber Heard was claiming to have suffered PTSD due to domestic and intimate partner violence and Depp didn't claim it. So after reviewing all those relevant files, she came to a conclusion that Amber Heard has borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. Dr. Curry did a very comprehensive description on what these disorders are about. So I'm going to use some of her descriptions here on the trial and a bit of my own research. All right. 
So someone with borderline personality disorder would not understand who they are and are unaware that they have this disorder. In other words, unaware of reality. People with this disorder take on the identity of the people they are spending time with because they are uncomfortable not knowing who they are. They feel emptiness and abandonment because of not knowing who they are. In the initial enmeshment phase with new people, they would idolize them, mimic them, the way they dress, their interests, the way they talk. And for this reason, the people around them will be confused because they thought that they are with this person and all of a sudden, they became this type of person advocating for this and that. The taste in music changes, hobbies changes, and the, the way they dress. And then a histrionic personality disorder is in the same term as BPD or borderline personality disorder. So in other words, they are two sides of the same coin. This cluster is called cluster B personality disorders, which involve traumatic, erratic, and emotional type of disorders. So does this feel or seem very familiar to you, Zesties? <laughs> Let me know in the comments. So moving on, borderline personality disorder is also known as emotionally unstable personality disorder or EUPD. So BPD or EUPD. That is characterized by a long-term pattern of unstable interpersonal relationships, often characterized by alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation, often known as splitting, a distorted sense of self and strong emotional reactions. Hence, the key feature is instability in emotions and in the sense of self. Symptoms of BPD are unstable relationships and sense of self and emotions, impulsivity or reckless behaviors, for instance, impulsive spending, substance use disorders, binge eating, recurrent suicidal behavior and self-harm, fear of abandonment, chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate anger and feeling detached from reality. Hence, there's a visible reactivity by someone with this disorder if somebody seems to be leaving them even if it's just imagined. They are somebody who would go from a needy supplicant of help, seeking the perfect caretaker, and suddenly an avenger of injustice or feelings that their partner is a terrible person for no apparent reason. Histrionic, on the other hand, is marked by intense, unstable emotions and a distorted self-image. The word histrionic means dramatic or the three theatrical... <laughs> I gotta say that right, Zesties. Thea theatrical. Yeah! Come on. <laughs> so, for people with histrionic personality disorder, their self-esteem depends on the approval of others and doesn't come from a true feeling of self-worth. They have an overwhelming desire to be noticed and often behave dramatically or inappropriately to get attention. If they don't have that attention, similar to BPD, they feel empty as if they don't have value. There is extreme discomfort for not being the center of attention and when they feel that they aren't the center of attention, they make up stories, taking up victim or princess roles. They take up flowery speech, enthusiastic words, but nothing's really been said. The moment your attention wears away, because they are so demanding of attention, 
that's the time they take up the victim or princess or prince role and make up stories to bolster their roles. People with this disorder often don't realize their behavior and way of thinking may be problematic. Histrionic personality disorder usually begins in your late teens or early 20s. People assigned female at birth are more commonly diagnosed with this disorder than people assigned male at birth, but maybe the males may have just been underdiagnosed. Furthermore, people with this disorder may have a larger-than-life experience. Due to being overly dramatic and extremely emotionally expressive that may embarrass family and friends and could speak dramatically and express strong emotions with few facts or details to support their opinions. Now, Zestis, again, it really, really sounds the same or really sounds similar to what Amber Heard is doing right now. I don't know if you've watched the interview at Dateline by Savannah Guthrie and even this this description of Dr. Curry actually was during the trial and the interview with Savannah Guthrie was after the trial and even now it's really just confirming or reaffirming this type of disorder and I feel bad for her at times but feel bad for Johnny Depp as well. Now What are the causes of these disorders? As for the case of other mental disorders, the causes of BPD are complex and not conclusive. Evidence suggests that BPD and PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder may be related in some way. Most researchers agree that a history of childhood trauma can be a contributing factor. Social factors include how people interact in their early development with their family, friends, and other children. Psychological factors include the individual's personality and temperament shaped by their environment and learning coping skills that deal with stress. The heritability of BPD is estimated to be 37% to 69%. It's quite high. I feel those with BPD or mental disorders would need to tread lightly in terms of this. It's quite significant and similarly, histrionic has more or less same factors as well. Growing as a child with a parenting style that lacked boundaries, are overindulgent or inconsistent may more likely develop a histrionic personality disorder. Growing children are greatly affected by their environment, so children with parents who display dramatic, erratic, volatile, or inappropriate sexual behavior put their children at risk of developing these conditions. The parenting style and environment really plays a huge, huge role in developing children, and I hope that people who decide to be parents would be more mindful of this. And so if you have both of these disorders, I really feel for you and the people around you in a sense that you would have an alternate reality. And if left undiagnosed, it would be more difficult to navigate life. I hope those zesties that know someone who might have this disorder will be able to help them out. When a mental health professional suspect someone might have histrionic personality disorder, they often ask broad general questions that won't create a defensive response or hostile environment. They ask questions that would shed light on past history, relationships, 
previous work history, reality testing, and impulse control. I've been reading around the interwebs about it. As I can see from the Depp-Heard trial, someone with this type of disorder or these types of disorders might cause quite a damage to someone else. So Zessies, I'm reading a Reddit post by Ursula Energy about BPD and what they are posting is really quite insightful, especially for us who are not suffering with this condition. And I'm going to read this in verbatim. Here it goes. Something I learned recently really changed the game for me when it comes to understanding quiet and high-functioning BPD. I really disliked referring to anything related to BPD as high-functioning. It just felt wrong to me. But I'm starting to realize exactly why that is. I think it's less about the level of functioning and more about how our suffering is displayed to the world. Some people with BPD display their suffering in ways that are easy to point out as quote-unquote crazy because large displays of emotion aren't deemed socially acceptable. They're stigmatized and shunned from society. Society doesn't like it when suffering is openly displayed like that. So these people get labeled as treatment-resistant or thrown in the psych ward and deemed lost causes, which is fucked up in and of itself. But there's another side to this. People who identify with quiet BPD often have their suffering diminished. Their symptoms aren't seen by medical professionals as serious enough for a full BPD diagnosis. These people are just too high-functioning. Quiet BPD feels like sunshine on the outside, razor blades on the inside. A couple of months ago, I learned about the concept of biotemperament and how it impacts an individual's displays of psychological suffering. People with quiet BPD are likely to have what Thomas Lynch refers to as an emotionally over-controlled coping style. I learned that those who identify with quiet BPD would end up in the classic DBT therapy and find that they just aren't getting better. It can feel like it's just not working. They do the skills, they do the worksheets, and they feel stuck in their recovery. This is because Classic DBT is aimed at helping people with emotionally under-controlled coping styles. There is a new form of DBT therapy for people who identify with quiet BPD and struggle with emotional over-control called radically open DBT or RODBT. And again, I'm going to share that to you later. I wish information on emotional coping styles were more readily available. All of this stuff is still very new and many medical health professionals haven't been trained to assess based on biotemperament. This is why so many people who identify with quiet BPD continue to suffer and rarely get the treatment that is tailored to their particular coping style. End of quote. This is quite insightful, Zesties, because this post is either coming from someone with BPD or someone who knows someone with BPD. The therapy that the user was talking about earlier called DBT, 
means dialectical behavior therapy and it is a form of cognitive behavior therapy designed to help people change unhelpful ways of thinking and behaving while also accepting who they are it helps one manage emotions by letting one recognize experience and accept them there's a link that i've provided in the notes section below about the thomas lynch self-report assessing styles traits questionnaire which could help you assess your coping style but before you conclude anything zesties please do make sure to talk to your medical health professional all right i'm just here to make awareness about these things but this is not medical health advice also the user indicated earlier that although dbt is usually used to help people who are diagnosed with BPD, there is a new form of therapy for those who identify with quiet BPD and struggle with emotional overcontrol. And that therapy is called radically open DBT. So talk to your mental health professional about this if you need more help on mental health and, and anything around that. Sending love to anyone out there suffering in silence, whether with a mental health disorder or someone who's suffering through a phase in life. Sometimes life circumstances can tip us off and I urge you to seek out help from family, friends, or mental health professionals to guide you and help you cope. And I know this depth her trial can be sort of an entertainment to us and it has been certainly for me but at the same time it does provide us learning opportunities as well and helping us talk about more of these quote-unquote taboo mental health disorders that were stigmatized before and i hope zesties that this episode has been also a learning opportunity for you as well if you like this episode or this show, please follow and rate this podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you may also buy me a cup of coffee or two. Just head down to the episode notes to find out how. Until then, Zesties, be kind to yourself and others. See you next week.